Howdy Tulks! We talk about it in the episode, but I wanted to say something right up front that this and other Board of the Rings episodes are probably not suitable for younger ears. If you're someone who makes dinner for your family while listening to the podcast or you put it on while driving to school, maybe don't do that with this episode. Also, just throwing it out there that this book has a lot of shall we say, off-color jokes, and that obviously we have progressed as people and a society since this book was first written, uh, and it's all a part of the wildly outlandish story of Board of the Rings. And then one more quick thing that you can actually read this book for free. There is a link in the episode description to a digital version on the internet archive. You do have to create an account, which is free, and you do have to renew it on an hourly basis. However, I have not yet run into an issue where it is not available to renew. So I guess that means a lot of people aren't necessarily chomping at the bit to read Board of the Rings. So all that being said, let's get on with it. From WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 188 all about Board of the Rings, being the 188th part of That's What I'm Talking About. Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, and I'm done. Woo! With it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know if my voice is in the intro, but yeah, girl. <laughs> and this week, we are starting our dive into Board of the Rings, a hit parody, I think. Is it possibly. a hit? Today, I'm joined <laughs> by Christina Taylor and Sam of Deus Ex Media. Welcome, what everyone. Up, girl? Woo, we did it. Are you covering the whole book? So we're going to all... And by we, I mean me, is going to figure it out (laughs) as we go. Okay, great. Because I, um, okay, so listeners, what are we doing here? Great question. I did have some other stuff that I wanted to jump to before covering this very stupid book, but some scheduling changed and bumped this up in the schedule. So this is what's happening now. Um, And then there's possibly some like short stories that Tolkien wrote that I'll cover. Okay, so my vision for this, I was like, I think what's going to make talking about this parody book fun is if we read it together as an audience, as guests and hosts. Yeah, read along at home. Yeah, exactly. Because I was also like, the average listener probably does not have this book. Unless you do, in which case, go get it. Unless you're Tina and I. 75% of this call does, right? Yeah, (laughs) That is true. Yeah, I reached out to these lovable idiots um, and was like, does anyone need a digital copy? And Taylor and Christina both had a copy of it. I'm a collector of weird uh, fantasy related things. And this one's weird. I have no reason to have it. I don't know why. (laughs) She has no excuse. And all my books sit in a box in my cupboard, so even if I did have it, it would be a bit hard to get out. 
<laughs> so um, I thought it would be fun at first. <laughs> we'll see how it goes after this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it would be fun for us to like read it together and commentate on it because then the audience can participate mm-hmm. in that as well. However, in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just like a little I mean, like it is a very short book, but like I don't want to do seven weeks of this no. because I th- reading aloud always takes you longer than you think it's going to exactly yeah so I think we'll we'll read aloud this first chapter maybe that'll just set the vibe okay. you know yeah and then uh in the future I guess I'm gonna continue to cover this we'll see <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what that looks like. Um, In case you can't tell, this is possibly the most unprepared I have been for an episode of my podcast. You're doing great. You actually don't have to tell people that. No. Well, I'm telling them that because like we're setting the vibes for future episodes of this podcast. <laughs> we I have think- stopped caring on Tolkien about. <laughs> Look, I do still care, but also um, I'm exhausted <laughs> by this author. <laughs> Exhausted by even the thought. <laughs> I think this book necessitates being unprepared. Um, I read this about an hour ago and I may have snorted a little bit of coffee uh, while I was reading <laughs> it. What was I saying? This book is very silly. Yeah. We're just here to have... This is the... Not that like the... Not that all of the episodes leading up to this haven't been. <laughs> but from here on out, we're just having a good time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So I've read this before. Um. I ha- well, aren't you cool? Yeah. I have the Harvard Lampoon. Uh. It has like a very funny illustrated cover. Um. I see that you've got a different version, Taylor. I have, from- the, I have the newer version of it. Mine is uh some really hellish late sixties, early seventies like nightmare illustration. Mm-hmm. Um. And I read this a while ago. I don't really remember when actually, but I, I have literally read it. But I remember nothing except for, well, we'll get there. Okay, before we get there and to add some kind of uh, structure that resembles the re- the, the rest of my show, <laughs> um, <laughs> Christina has been on a billion times. We don't need to hear from her One again. One million but <laughs> billion. Um, but Taylor and Sam, uh, you guys are on. This is the first time. Yay. So Ooh. why don't you tell uh, me and Christina and the rest of the class and the audience, what is your history with Lord of the Rings slash Tolkien? What are you familiar with? Or maybe you're like, I actually can't stand Lord of the Rings. I was not allowed to do like any fantasy uh, growing up because super religious household. Um, so I read both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter my freshman year of college. Um, Good for you. I had seen the second one twice. Um, it's very similar to Christina's experience on dates. Um, <laughs> right. Reminder for the class, uh, Christina's first... You were recounting this story on an episode of Restricted Section recently. Yeah, because we were talking about our first dates because we, yeah. it was the Harry Cho Nightmare Valentine's Day date. And you went to see Two Towers, yes. Yeah, so no, honestly, I had a great time. happened to me twice in high school. You you went on two first dates to see Two Towers? <laughs> well, it was not in theaters because I am a child. Yeah, I was going to say, what? I was, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, and they were both in church basements. So, like, it gets real weird. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, so I read on both freshman year of college. Uh, since then, I've read the series twice. And then I read The Silmarillion and the Appendices along with MC, as she did them for the show. Do I regret some of my life choices? A little, but mm-hmm. I did it. 
Same. I mean, that's also, I mean, that's how you can sum up this that's podcast. Actually, yeah, that's actually point. the tagline of the show. I think it's a tagline of a lot of really long podcasts. <laughs> Restricted section. Um, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I'm having a lot of fun over Sam, there. Sam, <laughs> what is your history with Lord um, of the Rings slash Tolkien? I was born when the first Lord of the Rings movie came out the same year, which Shut- really, really makes me sound a lot younger than I actually am. Shut the front door. <laughs> um, And for... I don't know why, but we never really got around to reading Lord of the Rings as kids. I think I remember finding my dad had these really lovely copies with like different colored rings on the. It's always the a spine, dad, isn't it? Um, from his childhood bookcase that we moved into our house when I was about twelve ish, um, and I saw these really lovely books, and I think I started to try to read. It must have been. It must have been the first Lord of the Rings book. Um. And I'm like sitting here and I couldn't get through even the first chapter as like a 14, 15 year old. Um, and I mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like, it, it didn't work. And then uh, kind of by accident, I kind of stumbled onto uh, Mary Clay's podcast um, through many, many other people, including Tyler and Ethan for Bacon and Eggs. Um, and Who are those people? Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um <laughs> And I started listening along with my family in the car as I drove my siblings to and from school every morning. Uh, and I kind of read it vicariously through the podcast, um, all of the Lord of the Rings. I didn't end up doing The Hobbit. Um, I have siblings who've like read the whole series and they, they love it. But I've just really struggled to actually sit down and read the book itself. Um, and yeah, Valid. <laughs> I also I also credit slash blame Mary Clay for the reason why my podcast Content and Capable exists. I love I love hearing that about myself <laughs> being blamed and credited within the same breath. Yeah, for sure. There there is there is absolutely zero shame in a 14-year-old not being interested in reading Lord of the Rings. Like you yeah. pick up Fellowship of the Ring and being like, this is hard. I had those same thoughts as a 24-year-old yeah. when I that's huh? I'm a pretty avid reader and I couldn't do it until college. I cannot believe that I was 24 years old when I started this podcast. How old are, I don't, that's nothing to I'm me. You're all so young. Oh my God. No, but I'm just saying. It's no, I'm been just saying, 84 like, years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, I know that, you know, time's arrow marches forward, but. Did I start my podcast like whew. one day after yours? <laughs> uh, was I yeah, on like episode basically. one and I was like if this idiot can do this I can do it too <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that is essentially what happened and then Sam <laughs> Sam apparently also had the same idea <laughs> oh for sure I'm inspiring we're both very inspiring in that way Mary Clay <laughs> yes okay so this is where if I again had uh planned ahead um i would go into like the history of what this book is and i would share some fun facts and i would talk about like the cultural impact of it (laughs) um but i didn't do that i do still want to include that because it is fascinating to me so this is where uh future mary clay or past Mary Clay, however you view time, is going to jump in and share a little context, a quick little history lesson about this book. <laughs> All righty. Board of the Rings was written by Henry Beard and Douglas Keeney, or Kenny, and published in 1969. <laughs> 
I just made that connection. What a great, what a great year for this book to be published. Anyway, it was published by the staff of the Harvard University humor magazine, the Harvard Lampoon, and they would later go on to found the National Lampoon magazine. Lord of the Rings was created during the first wave of Tolkien's popularity in the States when Lord of the Rings was a big part of counterculture and that Frodo Lives movement that we've touched on before on the podcast. It mimics the story and structure of Lord of the Rings. In fact, the original paperback edition of Lord of the Rings copied the design of the first authorized Tolkien paperbacks that were published in the United States right down to the back cover note warning of the unauthorized editions that had been previously published. I believe this is the edition that Christina was reading from, maybe not like an exact printing from the year 1969, whereas Taylor and I were reading from the more recent printed editions in 2012. And the only other fun fact I have is that this was translated into 12 languages. I tried to find information about how it was viewed when it first came out, if there were any reviews around. Um, there are reviews around from this day, but I wanted to see what people were saying back then. Um, I also wanted to see if Tolkien himself knew about it at all, or if he had any comments about it since he died in 1973. So he would have been alive when it was published. Uh, but alas, I did not find anything else. So back to the show. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me that. I really appreciate it. Some quick context for just the four of us. This was actually published in 1969. Nice. And I... I thought it would be, especially because I have the same version that Taylor has. I believe this version was published in 2012. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is, and also like the idea of doing something this like absurd and outlandish to Tolkien, <laughs> I was like, oh, obviously that's something that like would have happened in like the 2000s, you know, but it no, was- this is classic humor. It was pretty soon after, it was not far after the Lord of the Rings had been like officially published in the United States mm -hmm. that this was published. Yeah, it didn't have the movies at all to like inspire it. My, again, my edition is more modern, but uh, I want to read these little, wait, Christina, you're a publisher, so you probably know what these are called. What are like the little snippets? of quotes that like go on a book cover from other so people. So the full quote, which is usually on the back or maybe the interior, that's an endorsement. But if it's just a couple words on the front cover, maybe the back cover, that's like usually like a blurb. Okay. What a, a, a wonderful professional official term. Thank you. Blurb. So these blurbs on the back are just uh, fascinating and I love them. So I'll read them. What do you mean parodies are exempt from copyright law? <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> Narcs? Boggies? That sounds totally fake. Harry Potter. <laughs> Books haven't changed much, I see. A man coming out of a 43-year coma. <laughs> Guys, we filmed the wrong book. Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, so yeah, the uh, this book, uh, it's I'd say like the structure of it, they did a really good job of parodying. Um, that's a hard word to say. Mm. Parodying. Say spoofing. Spoofing um, Tolkien because they included like a foreword and a prologue. It has a prologue concerning Boggies and um, of the finding of the ring in this book as well. And I'm like, that little like extra bit of effort really mm -hmm. shows that like they 
did genuinely pay a lot of attention to like the source material when they were writing this parody down. Another thing about like our version, the 2012 version, he also mm-hmm. they also included the boar word. Yes. Which is uh Frito. The, the foreword for the, the twenty twelve mm-hmm. publication, yeah. Yeah, telling telling us where they all are today. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Yes, a bore word. The crucial information from the prologue really is just, again, describing boggies. They are an unattractive but annoying people whose numbers have decreased rather precipitously. They are slow and sullen, yet dull and prefer to lead simple lives of, lives of pastoral squalor. I like that phrase, pastoral squalor. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny that it says unattractive but annoying. Like those two things aren't often found together. Yeah, you can be ugly and boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lots of ugly, boring people exist. Actually, all you have to do to find one is go look in a mirror. Uh, wow. I'm I'm super not boring, but the word I think was actually annoying, and that one I'll, t- I'll allow. Yes. <laughs> it describes, it goes more into like their physical descriptions, um, and honestly, they sound really horrific. <laughs> uh, they have pimply, their faces have a pimply mal- malvolence. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't say that malevolence? word. Malevolence? Malevol- I can't even you know see what? it. Where are you? <laughs> I'm reading the pro. I'm in the prologue, okay, the prologue. so it's not Sorry, a I part keep skipping of the- ahead. Well, I think your version, Christina, uh, might be a little bit different. No, no, from- I got concerning bogies. Okay, okay, okay. Their faces have a pimply malevolence that suggests a deep-seated fondness for making obscene telephone calls, and they have long, clever fingers. No, that one normally associates with hands that spend a good deal of time around the necks of small furry animals <laughs> and in other people's pockets. Very wow. freaky, uh, disturbing people, the boggies are. Flipping ahead to of the finding of the ring. So it quickly summarizes the tale of this universe's version of the hobbits which is called valley of the trolls and oh wait i i didn't do a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode (laughs) (laughs) you're you're gonna have to add that one man remember when i said that this is the most like unorganized i've ever been i actually think you're doing great though thank you This is not an episode that, much like Sam said, that he would put this podcast on in the car driving his siblings to school. I do not recommend doing that with this episode or any other Board of the Rings episodes um, because it. uh, this is the name of Bilbo's character in this universe is an adult word. And so this is not suitable for non-adults, I would say. So... If 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 you have non-adults in the room, maybe turn this off and and come back again later, or skip these episodes altogether. I don't care at this point. <laughs> love it, love the energy. So dildo, what's his last name? Bugger. Bugger. That's it. So dildo bugger and his uh, a discredited Rosicrucian. Rosicrucian is a which was a philosophical secret society. Anyway. Um, named Good Golf, mm-hmm. so Bilbo and Gandalf. They go to, you know, they go on their adventure or whatever, and eventually he gets separated 
and stumbles upon how how would you guys uh, say is it go- goddam or goddamn? I've just been saying goddamn <laughs> mentally. Is it G O D D A M? Yeah. I mean, if I were like reading something regular, I'd probably go goddam. But this, since it's funny, I think goddamn is, goddamn, is yeah. better. But also, I feel like it's it's you know parodying Gollum. Yeah, god. So what if it's like goddam? Goddam. <laughs> When I do goddamn, my brain does it like Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction, and it's like, goddamn! I said goddamn! Goddamn! I just hear my mother yelling at me. Oh my god. (laughs) My mother would never. When I hear goddamn, I think, these nuts, huh, goddamn. Because that was just the thing that was said in high school the whole of my life. Okay. Incredible. Sorry. Incredible. So, so Gotham is no, no. These interjections are crucial to the reading. No of this joke, text. Sam. This is very serious. Mary Clay, <laughs> I want to learn more works. about dildo. So, dildo <laughs> stumbles upon a nasty-looking clown named Gotham paddling noisily on an old rubber seahorse. So I, I get, I'm imagining uh, a like fun pool float mm-hmm. in the shape of a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they have their little battle of wits um, and riddles and everything. And then <laughs> this is the most unhinged. So they get to the last riddle. Dildo asks, what have I got in my pocket? This got him failed to answer and growed impatient. And growing impatient, he paddled up to Dildo, whining, let me see, let me see. Dildo obliged by pulling out the pistol and emptying it in Gotham's direction. So this whole time, Dildo had a gun in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense to me. It's yes. like it's like Harry Potter with guns all over yes. again. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, you know, the the hob the the Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings if Pippin had a gun. <laughs> he would have set it off accidentally at every turn, surely. Who Pippin? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I, I think like he would have just accidentally killed Frodo and then like well, that's, Sauron would have gotten the ring immediately. That's and then a it quick would be way over. to end the story. Yeah, I'm not mad exactly, about yeah. that. He Shoots off the gun, empties it completely. Um, it doesn't kill Gotham. It just pops his float. Uh, he would have finished Gotham off then and there, but pity stayed his hand. It's a pity I've run out of bullets, he thought. <laughs> um, and he runs away. Um, and this is how he, uh, or as Gotham is like uh, trying to like get out of the water or something, he notices the ring and pulls it off of his finger. And then years later, Good Golf finally gets the real story out of Dildo, who previously implied that he got the ring from a pig's nose or a gumball machine. Uh. I was imagining uh, the little um, machines that, that have like the little plastic containers you know, of like, like the, a, the dumb prizes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like 25 cents or like maybe 50 cents for exactly, a really good yeah. one. Yeah. So I was just imagining like, oh, yeah, of course, the one ring was it, it like, or on the big gumball machines that have like the long spiral, mm. like the ring just came out in one of those little plastic containers. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would have believed that story. Um, and now we'll move on to the first chapter. It's my party and I'll snub who I want to. So this was this so was good. my vision for how we would cover this, but again, uh, we're like what <clears throat> probably already thirty minutes into the recording. Um, we'll see how far so we get before we we'll have to turn around. We'll see how far we get, and we'll just like set the vibes and just have a good time. We are vibe curators. 
So we're all going to take turns reading this to you um, and to each other. Um, So I'll kick it off. Please do. When Mr. Dildo Bugger of Bug End grudgingly announced his intention of throwing a free feed for all the boggies in his part of the sty, the reaction in Boggy Town was immediate. All through the messy little slum could be heard squeals of swell and hot puppies grub. Slavering with anticipation, several recipients of the invitations devoured their little engraved scrolls, temporarily deranged by transports of gluttony. After the initial hysteria, however, the Boggies returned to their daily routines and, as is their wont, lapsed back into a coma. What? What a start. What is happening? (laughs) Can I get slavering with anticipation on my tombstone? Is that pronounced slavering? I I feel like it's got to be slavering. Give me a second. Okay. It it probably is. Um, We don't need to criticize my... No, I'm not criticizing. It's just for everyone. (laughs) No, I'm totally totally bashing you because... is for the record slavering okay great does this imply that eight puppies yeah what yeah um hot puppies grub well they they also um they also eat the invitations themselves so um at this point they're a very gluttonous mm, group of people anything could happen Yes. <laughs> Nevertheless, jabbering rumors spread through the tatty lean twos of recent shipments of whole bewildered oxen, great barrels of foamy suds, fireworks, tons of potato greens, and gigantic hogshead, gigantic hogsheads of hogsheads. I guess that means hogsheds, hogsheds, sheds. I will circle back to that. Even huge bales of freshly harvested harvested stingwort, a popular and remarkably powerful. Emetic. There's so many words so far that I don't know what they are. So very accurate to Tolkien so, <laughs> <Yeah>. so far. <laughs> um, they're carted into town. News of the fete. It's a French word. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> News of the fete reached even unto the Galloway. Galloway. That is pronounced fate, by the way. Fate. I yeah, hate like a school fate. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the outlying residents of the sty began to drift into town like peripatetic kill me, <laughs> um, peripatetic leeches, each intent on an orgy of freeloading that would make a lamprey look like a piker. I have so many words to Google right now. Okay, let me get Webster's. I'm not feeling okay. <laughs> Webster's will help me. This is literally so similar to how what I read J.R.R. Okay. Tolkien. I feel like this is like an editor's nightmare. <laughs> okay, what is a hog? Which honestly heads makes this like very what? impressive. Okay, a hog's head. Hog shed. Ho- a hog's shed. A hog's head. Hog's head. It's pronounced hog's head. Is a large cask or barrel. So it was a hog's heads of of hog's heads. Hogs okay, heads. so what that has meaning now. This is really honestly a great piece of like literary Ugh. creativity. Okay, you know, like like there's a lot of great like descriptive words in here that really add to the like. Uh, the silliness and whimsy. Okay, you know? well, you want to get silly? The word emetic, the sting word, was a popular and remarkably powerful emetic means an agent that induces vomiting. How's that for silly? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back okay. to the Romans, you know, you got to okay. throw up in now, order to eat fate? more. A festival? It's a party. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah, it's like a- I've never heard that in my life. We had like school fights and things like that. <laughs> and then okay, one more per- word I want you to look up. Yes, that one. <laughs> per- Peripatetic. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm probably saying it's stupid. Peripatetic. I would um, say, say it the same way, yeah. Peripatetic 
of, relating to, or given to walking. Oh, they're just walking walking leeches. leeches. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, let's keep going. (laughs) Wait, what's a piker? I'm just going to do this in the background. We can keep going. Orgy of freeloading, I think, is now my new tombstone. Piker is a, some, a, somebody who gambles or speculates with small amounts of money. Okay, go, let's go. Let's go. I learned all my words today. There's gonna be a quiz. There's gonna be a quiz at the end. No one in the sty had a more bottomless gullet than that drooling and senile old gossip, half gangry. Half had spent his life at the town's faithful beetle and had long Got since it. retired on the proceeds of his thriving blackmail racket. Okay, a beetle is a minor parish of. Paris official. A minor parish official. <laughs> Why is that so hard? What's <laughs> Why does this imply that there's re- organized religion? <laughs> well, there's organized religion, religion and organized crime in one go, so it's okay. Aren't they the same? <laughs> mm, f- fair enough. But that's true. It's very true. Tonight, Fat Lip, as he was called, was holding forth at the bag eye, a sleazy dive more than once closed down by Mayor Fastbuck for the dubious behavior of the establishment's buxom bee-boggies, who were said to be able to roll a troll before you could say Rumpelstiltskin. The usual collection of sodden oafs were there, including Fat Lip's son, Spam Gangry. Uh, Spam. We have a little uh, footnote here. This refers to Spam, a canned (laughs) pre-cooked meat bran. And gangrene. Not to be this way, but my book does not have an explanation of what spam is. I feel like people in 69 knew. And gangrene, the disease it typically causes. Good job. Oh, that's funny. Spam causes gangrene. Cool. Yes. Um, I have, I've noticed with these footnotes that uh, I guess were additions to the 2012 version that like the first part of the footnote is usually true, followed by something really ridiculous that's not true. It's, it's <laughs> lovely. Uh, so Spam Gangri, who was presently celebrating his suspended sentence for the performing of an unnatural act oh, no. with an underage female dragon of the opposite oh. sex. Oh, no. Wait, an underage female dragon of the opposite sex. So is this saying an underage male dragon or... What? I think... Wait, what? No, I think... An I, underage I, female dragon I, of the opposite sex. A female sex. dragon of the opposite I sex. Think yeah, what they, does that mean? They, I think they said the opposite sex to further imply that it was like a sexual act. Like, because he was doing it with someone of the opposite sex who is a female dragon. Okay. That's I like to I think feel. it was... It's a male dragon. That's that's my headcanon. Okay, a female dragon of the opposite sex <laughs> is just a long-winded way of saying male dragon. Are you, yes. have you, uh, Mary Clay, have you never had anything long-winded to talk about on this podcast before? Is this your first <laughs> <No>. long-winded <laughs> sentence? What's being this long-winded? is true, yeah. So right off the, so that's a big red flag, you know. Uh, un, un, um, this was not surprising to me because um, in the prologue or the forward uh, bestiality is heavily implied somewhere. I was like, oh yeah, this oh, no, makes it's sense. not the... It's not even the bestiality part that I'm worried about, because um, I'm sure there's <laughs> For a me lot it's of the underage of, part. Of, yeah, it's the underage part. So, um, what? Maybe we could worry about both. Like maybe date both are people worrisome. who are an appropriate age <laughs> for you to date. Appropriate species. Yes. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> but we also shouldn't be surprised by his behavior, considering what we just learned about his father. So I guess you know it runs in the family. Should I add like a huge disc? Because I'm reading the next sentence. Should I add like a huge disclaimer as well that it's like, hey, a lot of the jokes in here are probably 
not great and have not aged well I think, and are inappropriate. I think that you're doing it right now. I think that okay. this is all you need for an episode. Like, obviously, a lot of these aren't going to age. You know, I was watching Austin Powers yesterday, and that wasn't even written in the 60s. It's just set in the 60s. And there's a couple <laughs> moments where you're like, yikes, this one's not good, guys. This one yeah. wasn't the right joke. So, okay, listeners, here's your disclaimer that there's probably a lot of not great things and jokes being made in this book. Yeah, we know. But for the you sake know. of it being absolutely ridiculous, maybe that that's, you know, it just adds to the general insane vibes you know um you know i'm reading harry potter so slowly right now like sometimes we just read things that aren't good and don't say good things the whole thing smells pretty queer to me said fat lip as he inhaled the acrid fumes of his nose pipe did i say acrid correctly yeah. christina yeah i'm pretty sure I'm meaning the way Mr. Bugger is throwing this big bash when for years he's not so much as offered a piece of moldy cheese to his neighbors. The listeners nodded silently, for this was certainly the case. Even before Dildo's strange disappearance, he had kept his burrow at Bug End guarded by fierce wolverines, and in no one's memory had he ever contributed a farthing to the Boggy Town annual Mithril Drive for homeless banshees. The fact that no one else ever had either... Wait, what? The fact that no one else... Wait, what? The fact that no one else ever had either. Like, nobody else did that. Okay, there, thank you. Mm-hmm. The fact that no one else ever had either... I still <laughs> did not excuse Dildo's famed stinginess. He kept to himself, nurturing only his nephew, and a mania for dirty scrabble. <laughs> dirty scrabble. Love that. Um, does anyone else see the word farthing and be like, LOL, farting? Farting, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, but now you, now you mention it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't until you said it, and now that's okay, all so I Christina will see. Christina and I were on the same page, uh, and now now we are all on the same page. <laughs> good, good job, everyone. And that boy of his, Frito, added a bleary-eyed Nat Clubfoot, as, a cr- as crazy as a woodpecker that one is. This was verified by old poop of backwater, among <laughs> others. For those who hadn't seen young Frito walking aimlessly through the crooked streets of Boggy Town, carrying little clumps of flowers and muttering about truth and beauty and blurting out silly nonsense like cogito ergo bogum. Is this Harry Potter? I know a lot of this. Yeah, um, I got a lot of um, Harry Potter vibes as well from the Boggy Town annual Mithril Drive for Homeless Banshees. That just seems like, I don't know, like a title of a book in the Hogwarts library or something. I don't know. Mm. Hermione uh, organized it and uh, the Banshees didn't want it. So that's why nobody else has donated. (laughs) This phrase, Cogito... Ergo bogum means I think, therefore, I bogey. (laughs) Well, I mean, it does say blurting out silly nonsense. So it is silly nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. He's an odd one. All right, said Fat Lip. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if there weren't something in that talk of his having dwarvish sympathies. At this point, there was an embarrassed silence, particularly from young Spam, who had never believed the unproved charges that the buggers were, quote, scroll-carrying dwarves. As Spam pointed out, real dwarves were shorter and smelled much worse than boggies. I'm gonna... I can't believe, honestly, how lore accurate this is turning out to be (laughs) because they picked up on Tolkien's disdain for dwarves. 
and have written that into yeah, this version they picked as well. up on it it was really subtle so it's crazy <laughs> that they picked up on that i'm glad we're all on the same page i it's it's because i'm coming off of the appendices where you really learn a lot about the dwarves history despite there being a 1000 page book called the silmarillion specifically just for the <laughs> elves <laughs> and then Tolkien was like, oh, yeah, and the dwarves were destroyed as a people again and again and again. Just like the Jews. Like, it, yes. the, the mm-hmm. Jewish parallels continue to get deeper, and I don't even think he meant that one. Yeah. It really is a bit concern. It, it concerns me immensely. Anyway, okay, so. Is the anti-Semitism worse in Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? <laughs> it's definitely worse. I think it's worse in Harry Potter. Yeah, undeniably. Yeah. Because Tolkien at least recognized what he set up with The Hobbit and later tried to change that. But also, I see the way that he, the way that like the dwarves history parallels uh, Jewish folks histories Mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's very it's not something that like he makes fun of in the form of dwarves like he's very much like no this was a tragedy that the dwarves went through Mm -hmm. where like the balrog killed all of them and then there was this huge battle and now i'm just talking about the lord of the rings Mm -hmm. appendices and the dwarves Mm -hmm. so we're gonna stop yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) who's next taylor Uh, that's pretty stout talk laughed fat-lipped, wagging his right foreleg, about a body who's only borrowed the name of Bugger. I chimed Claudie Peristalt. If that Frito weren't the seed of a crossbow wedding, then I don't know lunch from Dindin. (laughs) Wait, crossbow wedding? Is that like a shotgun shotgun wedding? wedding? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) The roisterers all laughed aloud as they remembered Frito's mother, Dildo's sister, who rashly plighted her troth to someone from the wrong side of the Galloine, someone known to be a halfling, i.e. part boggy, part opossum. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Several of the members took this up, and there followed a series of course, course to anyone except a boggy, of course, and rather simple-minded jests at the expense of the buggers. Um, What's more? Oh, sorry. I just have to... There, come on, there's some words to define in that paragraph. Okay, all right, define those. <laughs> yeah, what's a roister? Define those words. A roister is a roisterer. Well, okay, to roister is to engage in noisy revelry. So a roisterer, okay. one who does so, is someone who. Yes. Okay. Great. Excellent. I love the use of din din. Yeah, din. <laughs> this would be something like a teenage kid who's like reading Lord of the Rings for the first time and like has a really dirty mind with love. Um, actually, I had a guest on recently who this was like his introduction to Lord of the Rings because he was in high school. I think he said it was like in like the 80s or something. And he never read Lord of the Rings, but a lot of his friends and them read Board of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And like that was his first and in- that was like his introduction to Tolkien. And I was like, that's absolutely outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> What's more, said Fatlip, Dildo's always acting mysterious, if you know what I mean. Do we think that means gay? Hmm. He's the gay bachelor uncle, you know? Only time will tell. Hmm. Okay, so let's see. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. The last name is Bugger, right? Yeah, Bugger. Isn't that like implying... I, I don't know. I'd have to double check, but I always thought Bugger like implies... Christina, look up Bugger! Oh my gosh. 
like homosexual tendencies. Yeah, the first definition is a sodomite. Oh, oh my god. Webs- yep. Webster's dictionary, come on. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so and then the there second, are those that the next. Oh my def- god! Let me keep reading. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the next definition is a rascal, a fellow, a chap, <laughs> a chap, a chap. There are those that say he acts like he's got something to hide. They say came a strange voice from the corner shadows. Oh my god! Is it Gandalf or is it actually just dildo? <laughs> in the background, like that would be saying, the like, best part. It's Aragorn. <laughs> it's Aragorn. He's in the shadows. Definitely Strider energy. Uh, the voice belonged to a man, a stranger to the Boggies of Bag en- of Bag Eye. Ooh, Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, a stranger they had understandably overlooked because of his rather ordinary black cape, black chainmail, black mace, black dirk. Christina, look up Dirk. Oh, it's a, it's like a dagger. Amazing. Yeah. I don't, okay, that you know. I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I read a lot of fantasy. I read a lot of <laughs> fantasy. Sorry, I can't. And, I mean, I did say swearing is fine. Just, you said you know, mild. mild swearing was fine. Yeah, like uh, not every other word. Oh, oh, it's a frequency thing, not a grade of swear. Okay. I, oh, I'm yeah. I mean, like a frequency, not yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be pulling like a uh, Jane Silent Bob outside the convenience store. No, no one. I don't know. Nobody I, I know who Jay and no. Silent. I know who Jay and Silent Bob are. I don't understand the specific reference. I'm sorry. Here's a quote from from Jay, and then he keeps singing like that. Okay. <laughs> there are. Where was I? Okay. Black Dirk and a perfectly normal red and perfectly normal red glowing fires where his eyes Ooh, should have yum. been. Um, have any of you seen Puss in Boots two? Yes. Not yet. Um, I don't know. This uh, the <laughs> way the they're describing one? this. Yes, oh, it then, is. No, no. Um, <laughs> um, it sounds like the like wolf villain yeah. in the movie who who is like he's death essentially. Um, honestly, Puss in Boots too. Yeah, what a strange children's movie to grapple with the idea of mortality. <laughs> Whoa, really? Is like, that what happened? Like it's a be- the plot of it is that Puss has now gone through eight of his nine lives, so he's on his last life, and oh. it's like about him coming to terms with his own mortality. Whoa, that's pretty heavy <laughs> stuff. Uh, this what a line I'm about to read. Okay, them what say that might may be right. Agreed, Fat Lip, winking at his cronies to tell them a punchline was coming. <laughs> Same Fat Lip. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what. You, that's such a Christina energy right there. You gotta make a meme with uh Catherine Hahn from WandaVision with that one. A little joke <laughs> way. But them that say such may be wrong too. After the general hilarity resulting from the typical g- gangry gaff died down, few had noticed that the stranger had disappeared, leaving only a strange barnyard odor behind him. Maybe it is the wolf character. <laughs> I appreciate the addition of the uh, odor because, you know, we all, you know, are, are simping for Strider, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And because we're like, oh, he's filthy he's sweaty he's greasy he's but a little reality, traumatized in reality he would smell terribly oh yeah <laughs> when everyone smells terrible it's kind of like no one does you know what i mean you're yeah. not wrong true but i feel like he would stand out in odor compared to 
rich little Frodo Baggins in his little like velvet trousers. But insisted little spam, it will be a good party. No, it will be a good party. Read the italics wrong. <laughs> to this, they all agreed for there was nothing a bogey. Is it is it boggy or bogey? What are we doing? I've been saying boggy. Boggy. Oh, actually, because bo- well, bogey is one G. Um, yeah, but it's a cuter word, I think. Okay. Boat. <laughs> well, all I think of is uh, is little baby Rupert Grant going, oh, troll boat. Or was it, <laughs> yeah. It might be Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, actually. it was Daniel. Either one of them say troll bogeys. Yeah. And I've also, been... isn't a bogey a golf term? So yes. that's a real word. We See, I've been going short O, too, because Hobbit is a short O. Bog. Yeah. Okay, okay, boggy. Okay. Um, there was nothing a Boggy loved more than an opportunity to stuff himself until he was violently ill. Same. Love it. Good for you guys. The season was cool. Early autumn heralding the annual change in the Boggy Desert from whole watermelons to whole pumpkins. <laughs> but the younger Boggies, who were not yet too obese to trundle their hulkish selves through the thoroughfares of the town, saw evidence of a future treat at the forthcoming celebration. Fireworks. This is more fatphobic than Harry Potter. <laughs> Which is kind of saying something. But like, at least this is kind of supposed to be a terrible book, you know? Right, yeah, intended. And Harry Potter terrible. is a, a children's series. Right. A highly yeah. influential children's that's, series. That's a great distinction, Mary Clay. Yes, yes. As the day of the party drew nearer, carts drawn by sturdy plow goats rolled through the bulrush gates of Boggy Town, laden with boxes and crates, each bearing the X rune of Gold Golf, Good Golf <laughs> the Wizard, and various <laughs> elvish brand names. I want to know more about the elvish brand names. Yeah. Also, like what are examples. regular? What are like regular brand names of fireworks? <laughs> Uh, the crates were unloaded and opened at Dildo's door, and the mewling boggies wagged their vestigial tails with wonder at the marvelous contents. There were clusters of tubes mounted on tripods to shoot rather outsized Roman candles, fat finned skyrockets with odd little buttons on the front end weighing hundreds of pounds, a revolving cylinder of tubes with a crank to turn them, and large cherry bombs that looked to the children more like little green pineapples with a ring inserted at the top. So a grenade? (laughs) (laughs) I was more thinking someone's going to eat one of these because they're getting hungry. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) But I think you're right, that is a grenade. Um, Which I just love the image of Gandalf rolling up to the Shire with a cart full of grenades. <laughs> well, um, actually, I think we get this confirmed pretty soon, don't we? Mm. They probably are grenades. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, each crate was labeled with an olive drab elf rune signifying that these toys had been made in the elf shops of a fairy whose name was something very much like Army Surplus. Oh, doesn't it say Amy? <laughs> It's oh, his, it does say it Amy. says Amy Surplus. Oh, it's okay. I can't read. Um, okay, so I don't know. Okay, so does that mean that, like what are what do we think? Oh, so the fat finned skyrockets with odd little buttons that weigh hundreds of pounds are like missiles, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. And there's the revolving cylinder of tubes with a crank to turn them. So you're Is just a straight up machine gun. Oh, mach- oh, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> So what do we think are the rather outsized Roman candles? Um, hmm. Big old I, Roman candles, like a bazooka. Ooh, bazooka works, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm glad we've settled that. <laughs> is my turn? Yes, it is. Side, side note, since we're doing this, you know, reading in the round, I kind of like in our group described it as like popcorn reading. Mm-hmm. Does anyone remember doing like popcorn reading yes. in elementary school? Yeah. Except for this was how teachers would keep track of like who was paying attention and who wasn't. And if you, if like the teacher called on you to read the next sentence and you didn't immediately start it, they'd be like, you weren't paying attention. Five points from <laughs> <laughs> but they would just like annihilate you and it's like i'm sorry that like it took me like yeah my mind is wandering if i'm not actively I'm sorry reading I'm it out loud. <laughs> my my least favorite part of the whole thing was having to listen to other kids read really slowly or just like mess mm-hmm. up the pronunciations of words see that's why so- you you should never ask kids to read aloud in class it's so yeah. up. that's why i don't Dildo watched the unpacking with a broad grin and sent the young ones scampering with a vicious swipe of a well-honed toenail. Good. Gross. Go on, beat it, scram, he called merrily after them (laughs) as they disappeared. He then laughed and turned back to his boggy hole to talk to his guest within. You know how you tell people to leave merrily? (laughs) <laughs> with your toenail no Mm-mm. no Wait, sir christina this is that's actually super similar to how you used to end the restricted section episodes where you would say now leave my house oh yeah that's true <laughs> that was a really good ending to that podcast i haven't been able to find a good one since then i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> the key is coming up with a, a good name and then going and that's what i'm talking about at the end um, of how do we how do i book we'd be like and that's how you book <laughs> yes yes i was just listening to a couple of the episodes by the way Woo! one time i panicked on ending of the eldest gods and straight up ended it with and that's what i'm talking about because that's where my brain went <laughs> oh um i Wait, I put that in an end of an episode of, of The Eldest Gods 2 that was a joke. I don't really remember anything other than I, <laughs> Sean and I did a joke podcast for you guys. And it ended oh, with yes. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Sam, do you end your podcast with, and that's why I'm content and capable. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, Wait, are we um, in a branding meeting right now? Let's figure it wait out. Wait a minute, Christina. You should end the restricted section with, and that's why this is in the restricted section. No. That's so I, think, I think every single podcast needs to sign off with, and that's, and then somehow work the title into. And that's, in, into oh, what if I end every episode of the restricted section with, and that's some. <laughs> and that's my cabbages. Give them back. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Who, where, I think, when, what, what? I think it's my turn. Yeah, okay. This will be one fireworks display they won't forget. Cackle the aging boggy to good golf. Wow, I forgot how to read that <laughs> That's word. That's a hard yeah, good golf. Is hard, yeah. Who was puffing his cigar rather uncomfortably in a chair of tasteless elvish modern. The floor around it was littered with four-letter Scrabble arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> I love the joke about the dirty Scrabble. I'm, I, we, we should play that sometime. Yes, so that means, okay, four-letter Scrabble arrangement. So, like, what, we're thinking, like, what? Um, arse. But. There's another, there's another C word that I don't yeah, like. Yeah, the C one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm cutting all of this. Actually, this is going to be that. It's one of my favorite comedic devices, which is when it's just, like, a string of censor <laughs> swears. Anyway. Yeah. 
Sorry, that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, keep going, Sam, to the next one. I'm afraid that you must alter your plans for them, said the wizard, unsnagging, unsnaggling a clot of tangled hair in his long, dirty grey beard. You cannot use extermination as a method for settling your petty grudges with the townspeople. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't? This section here just reminds me of, like, every short story I wrote in primary school where, like, everything's resolved within about one sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Dildo studied his old friend with shrewd appraisal. The old wizard was robed in threadbare magician's cloak, long out of fashion. Magician. The gender (laughs) neutral term for wizard. Sorry, sorry. With a th- that's I think I think I was the one who like first made that joke and it's probably the proudest thing I've done in my life <laughs> aside from uh, getting two stars in one turn of Mario Party. <laughs> Stop bringing that but, up, Mary Clay. Nobody just, cares. Just the idea of like <laughs> magician is the gender neutral word for witch or wizard. It's working really well. And, like, just imply that, like, Harry Potter is a magician. <laughs> he is a magician. What would you call someone who does magic? What is that? Oh, my God. A magician, yes. <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> With a few spangles and sequins hanging precariously at the ragged hem, on his head was a tall, battered, conical hat, sloppily covered with glow-in-the-dark, cabalistic signs, alch- alchemical symbols, and some off-color dwarvish graffiti, and in his gnarled, nail-bitten hands was a bent length of silvered maggot wood that served doubly as a magic wand and back scratcher. <laughs> At this moment, Good Golf was using it in its second office as he studied the worn toes of what in these days would be taken for black basketball sneakers or high tops. I love how high tops is this own sentence. Yeah. Yeah. High tops. Yeah. Um, I think there's some uh there's some like production photo from the PJ trilogy where it looks like Gandalf is wearing like high top sneakers, but like covered in like the gray cloak material or something. Oh nice. And then and then your brain kind of goes down the rabbit hole of like, yeah, what shoes are they wearing? Crocs, they're all wearing Crocs. <laughs> no, Crocs weren't a thing back then. Looking a little di- wait, looking a little down at the heels, Golfy chuckled Dildo, slump in the old wizard racket, eh? Okay, that's quite a sentence. Yeah, that's a doozy. <laughs> Good Golf looked pained at the use of his old school nickname, but adjusted his robes with dignity. It's no fault of mine that unbelievers ridicule my powers, he said. My wonders will pass. My wait, what? My wonders will yet again make all gape and quail. Suddenly, he made a pass with his scratcher and the room was plunged into darkness. Through the blackness, Dildo saw that Good Gulf's robes had become radiant and bright. Odd letters appeared mysteriously on the front of his robe, reading in Elvish, Will thee kiss me in the dark, baby? Okay, I need that shirt, though. <laughs> in Elvish, um, please. I have people who can do that. Okay. I, I, I know a friend who knows a friend. <laughs> I'm in. Whether or not uh, it'll be legal to sell those. Time will tell because <laughs> Warner Brothers took down my f-ing t-shirt design that said we uh, may, may your days be merry and Pippin. What did it say? It was have a merry Christmas and a Pippin New Year. Yeah. Yes. And they f-ing took that one down. My restricted section design got pulled too, I guess, because of the glasses and the lightning bolt, which are like, You're kidding. they're like incorporated into my logo as like 
it's like those are such but also it's like those are such generic it's what's the right word it's it's like just clip art the most basic of clip art it's like a lightning bolt and glasses like we know the cultural but like they can't possibly copyright they probably did though the image of i mean obviously they did um (laughs) i still know that they there's no way that they can copyright anything from the phrase merry christmas and a pippin new year because pippin is a name and you can't copyright they're just too big though you'll never Sorry, to, sorry to be depressing. You'll just never get anywhere. <laughs> Look, I I understand. I understand all of that. Um, where are we? Oh, will be kiss me in the dark, baby. Five of points from Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm in Hufflepuff. Come on. Just as suddenly the light returned to the comfortable burrow, and the inscription faded from the conjurer's breast, Dildo rolled his eyes upward in his head and shrugged. Is that all you're reading? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll keep going. You're gonna keep going. Should I keep going? You were the one who um, you were the one who originally said, "Yeah, if it's like a short little okay, quote, okay. you can read a little more." Okay. Really, now Golfy said, "Dildo, that kind of stuff went out with high button greaves." Google that, somebody. No wonder you've gone to moon. No wonder you've gone. Oh my god! No wonder you've got to moonlight sh- card sharking at Hick. Okay, I understand what's being said now. No wonder you got a moonlight sh- card sharking at Hick Carney shows. That was it. That was pretty. That's a hard one. Bananas. Words are hard. A okay. grief is a piece of armor used to protect the shin. That kind of stuff went out with high button griefs. Okay, that's saying that's a very old school kind of thing. That's. <laughs> I love the language in this so much. <laughs> Gungolf was unperturbed by his friend's sarcasm. Do not mock. Do not mock powers beyond your knowledge, impudent harefoot. He said. As five aces materialized in his hand, for you see the efficacy of my enchantments. <laughs> All I see is that you finally got the hang of that silly sleeve spring, chuckled the boggy, as he poured a bowl of ale for his old companion. So why don't you leave off with your white mice and pixie dust routine <laughs> and tell me why you've honored me with your presence and appetite. <laughs> your white mice and pixie dust routine. Love it. I think it is actually implied that he is just an amateur magician at this point. Magician. <laughs> yes. With with um some military background for some unknown reason. Uh the wizard paused a moment before speaking to focus his eyes, which had recently developed a tendency to cross, and looked gravely at Dildo. It is time to talk of the ring, he said. Ring, ring, what ring? said Dildo. The o- the knows only too well what ring, said Goodgolf. That's not right. The ring in thy pocket, <laughs> Master Pucker. Okay, so Christina so kindly uh, jumped in. Um, why Why is that incorrect? Tell us. I think it would, think it would be thou knowest, not yeah. like thee knows, no way. Because thee is... Um, thee is the object, thou is like the subject. Um, and like Unless he's trying to insult the, Dildo. I don't know about that. <laughs> And then, like, instead of the S, they would just do the eth. So, so I think uh, that's part this of the is anyway. Sorry. probably a uh, an attempt at good golf <laughs> to sound a lot smarter than he is, you know? Okay. Ooh, that ring, said Dildo with a show of innocence. I thought you meant the ring you left you leave in my tub after you... Oh, God. I thought you meant the ring you leave in my tub after your seances with your d- rubber duck. Huh? What? <laughs> What is that? <laughs> that um, it's giving uh, Arthur Weasley energy. <laughs> I think it's giving horny Arthur Weasley. Am I wrong? 
the ring? No, he's he's ring? having seances with a rubber duck. What's the ring? That's, I guess like the ring of like the ring of dirt after like the water is drained <laughs> because <laughs> good golf is like a like gross. My stupid brain was like a. The- I was like, what are we doing here? No, like a ring in the tub. Like a like he got the water so dirty because he's a greasy okay. amateur magician. So seance is like a turn of phrase. And then no seance. An like, I'm seance? imagining he's in the tub. <laughs> like he, I think he- has. Yeah, like he's trying to hold a seance, and the rubber duck is his seance companion. <laughs> what? This, what? Why? I'm like, it must be figurative, right? But you're right that it's like, no, it's probably super literal. You know, like some, you know, everyone who will not Christina because the overflow drain in her tub is broken. Oh my god, I can't believe but, you remember that I told you that it is broken. It's a nightmare. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some people, you know, when you get a bath ready, like, ooh, get the water nice and warm. Actually. I get it scalding hot, and if I don't come out of a bath a different shade <laughs> of color than I started. Oh, that's called burning, I don't sweetie. Com- I know. Then it's not a good bath. Anyway, throw a little bath bomb in there, light some candles, turn on some Inya. You don't have cats, man. And then have a seance. <laughs> is, that not what, is that not what everyone else says? That's what I do on my weekends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is not the time for the making of jests, said Goodgolf, for evil ones are afoot in the lands and danger is abroad. But, began Dildo, strange things are stirring in the east, but doom is walking the high road, but there is a dog in the manger, but a fly in the ointment. (laughs) Dildo clapped his paw frantically over the working mouth of the wizard. You mean, you mean, he whispered, oh, we're whispering. You mean, you mean there's a Balrog in the wood pile? <laughs> Affirmed the gagged magician. Well Dildo's worst fears had come to pass. After the party, he thought there would be much to be decided. And we'll end it there. And Sounds right. probably won't do this exact thing in future episodes <laughs> because we will be here forever. I'll put it this way. If this was like my paying job and <laughs> uh-huh. I was getting and I needed that job security, I would be. Well, I actually, I wouldn't even be reading this because I would be reading the unfinished histories of Middle Earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. The seven volume <laughs> encyclopedias. Oh, my God. <laughs> An endless fount of content. Yes, truly. Um, and... As we're recording this, it was announced like two days ago uh. that I didn't read all the details of what it was because I just don't understand the like legal jargon and all the lingo of these studios. And also, we as a society are getting to the point that Bojack Horseman makes fun of where there's like one, co- there's like three corporations mm-hmm. and it's called like, oh yeah, didn't you hear the producers of the show just bought us? So now we're owned by Pepsi, Apple, Tesla, no. <laughs> whatever, you know, we're owned by Facebook, Pepsi, Tesla, Um, It would be Apple. meta, I think. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like um how Pe- Pepsi at one well, I think still does kinda own um KFC, Taco Bell and uh Pizza Hut. Yes. Yeah. I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. The Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm at the combination <laughs> pizza, pizza Hut and Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Okay, anyway. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I was talking about the WB deal. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was an announcement that there are going to be new Tolkien films in the works. I'll leave a link to some of the articles in case you haven't heard the news by the time this episode comes out. But uh, there's it looks like we're going to be getting new Tolkien related movies. They kind of just said like there's a lot of untapped stories, which is very true. Like the story of the Hobbit of two Hobbits taking a ring to Mordor just like barely grazes the surface as we have discovered three years into this podcast, you know. <laughs> there, there's a lot for them to do. And I think I saw that they are going to spend the next three years developing those ideas. Um, so I guess I'll be doing this podcast <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> you know what a um you know what would make a good a good movie? Board of the Rings. No, I don't <laughs> I really want think to. This would make a terrible yeah, movie. I don't want I actually it. think it'd be a really interesting one that like, Peter Jackson would definitely like make in his younger years. Um, we are also recording this shortly after the uh, hit film Cocaine Bear has been released. So who knows? Board of the Rings could be could make for a fun movie. We we don't know, but uh, the scariest part about Cocaine Bear though is that was a true story. That is a real thing that happened. That's also what scares me about The Last of Us is that that can happen. That's very possible as well. <laughs> I don't like the idea of mushroom zombies and cocaine bears wandering around our universe. I don't like that. Okay, Christina has sent Christina, us... Christina, are you trying to torture Mary Clay? What is this? Board of the Rings, the trilogy? This is a trilogy of books? It's a trilogy of books, but you're on the IMDb page. Oh, so, no. I think so what does that mean? <laughs> that means there was a movie. <laughs> oh, no. There's a movie there, for there's this? There's a movie. If you scroll up, you can see pictures. Okay. Oh, my God. And you want to know what was at the top of my page? An ad for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience. Okay. Um, that was a fun time. Thank you all for joining me. Where can people find you on the internet? Listen to my podcast. Listen to my podcast. How do I book? It's a writing podcast. And uh, why don't you prov- let's provide some more context to that. <laughs> That is the podcast of Christina's and lots of other wonderful friends of the pod, their publishing company, Wildling Wild Press. Press. Thank you. And they're doing a wonderful job mm-hmm. and they're wonderful. Pe- I mean, like, they're also wonderful people outside of the context of this publishing Thank company. Thank you so much. But um, I really admire that you guys had a dream and you sought out and you you worked to accomplish Stop, it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, and there's a, a fun little podcast called How Do I Book? Yeah, it's what it sounds like. It's for, it's for the everyone. It's lovely. Thank you so it much. It's very good. You can find me, uh, at sam.journalist on Instagram and on TikTok and samobjournalist on Twitter, because I still exist there. You can find the podcast, Content and Capable, uh, wherever you get good podcasts. Definitely follow it uh, on Instagram. That's Content, the letter N, Capable, and on Twitter with the same handle. I like that you say wherever you get good podcasts, implying that like <laughs> there's a place well, only for the bad podcasts. There's an app podcasts. called Good Pod. You should. Yeah, Is yeah. There really? Yeah, you can stream any pod on it, though. Mm. So it's not only but the good. Not what I want. <laughs> but what I yeah. But what I want is a podcasting platform specifically for bad podcasts. <laughs> 
You can find me on Instagram at Tay underscore ballet, or you can follow my dog at Ginny the Griffin Doodle. Yeah, do that one. Uh, on Instagram, she's very cute, and I love her with my entire heart. And you can hear me on a, uh, the first two seasons of, of The Eldest Gods, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast, and uh, all over the Deus Ex Media uh, network popping up here and there. She's in and out. Taylor is omnipresent. <laughs> I run her book club, so. Oh, yeah, the book club. If you like reading, come join us. Yeah, listeners of this uh, Tolkien podcast, if you like <laughs> books. <laughs> that was a bit mean. I'm sorry. I love all of Always you. Always trying to plug the Patreon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. He is also responsible for the merch designs, which you can get at tpublic.com slash Pod. You can find the podcast on social media at Tolkien About Pod, and you can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different levels of support that are available. You can become a sponsor of the podcast like Oiver. Oiver, thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this very silly, very stupid episode. Okay, I'm a, I'm a mess. This was a disaster. Um, <laughs> Come on, it was I'm fun. I'm ending the podcast here. You had a great time. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It really was a great time. This was fun. Thank you all for joining me. Who has parting words for the audience? Oh, I was going to say, I love you, Mary Clay, but that's not for the audience. Wait, wait, hold on. There's got to be a good phrase. Hold on. There's a Balrog in the woodpile. And that's why this is a part of the restricted section. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I'm content and capable. (laughs) Oh, am I still allowed to find? Yeah, yeah, go. No, let's yeah. call it. Oh no, call I wasn't it. actually going to end it. the podcast with that. No, no, no. Any surplus? I'll cut all of the awkward silences out. Never <laughs> cut the awkward silences. Lead into them. Make them more awkward. Go on, beat it, scream. Oh, perfect. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>